podcast one production. Created for expectant parents, new mums, new grandparents, or women thinking about becoming pregnant. This series guides you through the highs and lows of pregnancy, giving birth, and the complexities of parenting. Welcome to Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife, Kath Curtin. Welcome to Birth, Baby and Beyond with the amazing Kath Curtin. Kath, it's a pleasure. Great to see you again, Brooke. Kath, today uh, we're talking about the first six weeks after you've had a baby. Yep. Com- they're hard work. It, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting time, to say the least, the first six weeks. And I, I put a circle around that because the six weeks visit to the obstetrician is, is a good time to sort of round things off. The baby really tends to settle down. Sleep tends to settle down. We can work out any issues in those first six weeks. You get unsettled babies, reflux, um, immunisation, all those things happen within the first six weeks. So there's a lot to sort of condense into that six-week period. So we, we leave hospital and we arrive home. Obviously, there's a whole plethora of issues around that first six weeks. Mm. And you've got somebody here to speak with who's actually got pretty good understanding about yes, that. Yes, So I've um, Tiffany Hall with me today. And Hi, Kath. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so wonderful to have you here. <laughs> and um, we've gone through a little journey together yes. with the beautiful Arnold. Yeah, the most special journey ever. You've and been part really of great. my life. From conception, like from the moment I knew I was pregnant, you know, you were my midwife mm-hmm. and through to yeah. Arnold being born, coming in. We did a lot of um, SMSing to start with before we, we met did, each other, We didn't did we? because I was so sick. That's right, I yes. had horrible, horrible oh, all day sickness uh, for nine months. So you were coaching me through that before we even met. And then we felt like we knew each other That's forever right. by the time hug. because I'm like, I'm vomiting, Kath. I can't get out of bed. I can't move. Yeah. I can't do anything. And you were just helping me. And so then. Um, you know, we met and you coached me all the way until Arnold was yes, born and through fantastic. breastfeeding and yeah. everything. You're just doing a beautiful job oh, and you. it's really, it's it's challenging, isn't it? It, it really it, is. It, how did you feel straight after Arnold was born? So Arnold is eight weeks now, so yeah. we're just over the six-week mark. Um, Arnold was born and as you were talking then, all these memories were coming back to me. So it's so right. He, the baby comes out not looking the way you thought. I was looking, watching one born every minute and <laughs> call the midwife and all these shows and Arnold came out blue and floppy Mm -hmm. and I I kept saying to the obstetrician he's dead, he's Mm -hmm. dead Mm -hmm. he's not moving and they're like he's fine and you know he didn't have a great apgar and Mm -hmm. you know he he needed a little bit of help but he was completely normal Mm -hmm. Um, I was just so shocked at how floppy the baby was. And I think that's, um, we were talking about our fantasy mm. and what reality is. And and the fantasy is what we think yes. birth is going to be like. So we think it's actually going to be the beautiful baby coming mm. out crying and um, pink, um, but it's got tomato sauce on it. And you he know? was like quiet. It, he wasn't crying and it wasn't quiet. that magical moment no. because I was freaked out and my, my husband, Ed, burst into tears thinking there was something wrong. Oh. And then he was whisked away and they did their thing. He came back to me and he had the hiccups because I had a fast delivery. Oh my gosh, I'm having a letdown. Oh. I'm not talking about so my baby. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh. Sorry guys. Um, <laughs> I did all those pads on. Don't worry. Lucky, do. lucky it's podcasting. How hilarious. Oh my gosh. Um, but, so, but on that, how oh, special is the brain? Oh, the brain's amazing. So, 
So do I need to do something here? Do I need to go? No, and no, get- no, 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 no. I've got pads on my boobs. Okay, but so it's good. That's how special the brain is. Oh. That you're, and that's how women who worry about yeah. making milk. I don't know if you want this in, but mm. women who worry about making milk. And if they've got enough milk or, or whatever, it's it's there. It's a brain function. Mm. And I just thought about him. Yeah. And, and when I'm I used stopping. To, <laughs> I used to work um, mm. after Lachlan was born mm. and um, when I would be helping women with breastfeeding and I'd be letting down too. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So, you know, he came out not looking as much uh, as I expected, but when he came back to me after they had done all their tests, there was this instant connection, like you say, mm. of recognition because he looked exactly like his dad. He's mini is Ed. Mini Ed with Ed's distinguished big nose and he's blonde like me, which was a bit of a shock. And gorgeous. it was just so beautiful, everything about it. Then the first breastfeed. But, um, I, you know, when you're, you're talking about how overwhelming it is, mm. I remember the first time I took a breath because one minute I was very sick. I was throwing up with my contractions because I was still sick until the placenta came out. Right through pregnancy. Yeah, right through and right through the delivery. And then I felt better as soon as Arnold was born. Maybe it was a bit of the epidural or whatever. (laughs) But he was born and then... I had to. I had my first shower, and that was the first moment. It was quite emotional. My husband helped me into the shower. I was bleeding a lot, mm. and all dignity goes out mm. the window. Mm. Like Ed's helping me with the bleeding mm. and helping me to get in the shower. I had a stitch or two, whatever. And I'm just standing in the shower, going, "Oh my gosh, my baby is out there in a plastic box." Mm. Going hiccup, hiccup, because <laughs> he he swallowed yeah. the amniotic fluid. Yeah. He had the hiccups, yeah. and I could hear him hiccuping. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm a mum." Oh, my God. And it was just that two seconds in the shower and then it was on. I reckon I didn't sleep for like two weeks. Don't you think you you actually miss the baby in utero? Yeah. You know, even though you were really unwell, mm. um, there's that definite closeness with the baby in utero. And then, it's as incredible. you say, they're, they're on their own sort of in the world and, and you've got that overwhelming responsibility. Yeah, because in utero you're looking after it every minute, but yeah. then when they're out in the world you're like, oh, is he okay every second? Oh, He's no. not with me. But it was so special and overwhelming. But, you know, you go from being pregnant and there's just no recovery. And you, you're, you're pregnant, then you deliver the baby, then the baby's on your chest, and then you're in hospital, which is a busy place, one of the busiest places I've ever been. And then from that, you're at home with your partner and it's on. It is busy and you've got visitors, you've got family. And the first six weeks, everyone wants to see that baby. And you just met that baby. Mm. You're You're learning the ways too. We've got to meet Arnold. Hey, I just met him. I've got to work him out too. And it was stress. Can you remember walking in when you went back home? Can you remember that feeling going into your home with the baby? It was bizarre. It was a mix of oh, my goodness, Arnold, this is where you're going to live. And also, like, I can't remember my life without this baby who I only – it had been four or five days in hospital. I'm like, I can't remember my life without him and sort of sitting on the couch and going, oh, like, (laughs) oh, what do we do now? Like, And it was so freaky that – See you later from the hospital. We would just let go. Yeah. We're like, were the midwives coming? I know. What, what are you going to do? We, many years ago, we used to go out. Is going to move in? <laughs> what are we going to do? I've been asked to move in many, many times. I, I should have taken you know, up. We're like, we're off. like, honestly, there's not, there's nothing. It's like that radio silence of, um, mm. it's us. Yeah, it's just you and, and me. Um, now what? You know, you yeah. look at each other. It's sort of like, what? What yeah, do I what's do? What's he need? And I think it's, um, uh, it. it really does make you a 
good, a better person, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. It, 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 you, you become courageous, I think. and Resilient. You, resilient. And you realise that eight hours sleep was more than enough. You know, oh my goodness. I can't remember it. No. You just can't remember it. And you it. survive. It's, you do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, how does sleep deprivation, how do you cope with that? Oh, it's it's like in the early yeah. days in those very when you, you know, when you're sort of excited and you sort of think oh I like getting up to my baby at night odd. like yeah the early days it was exciting because yeah. he was so delicious and beautiful he's still delicious but he was so beautiful and tiny but um, Arnold had reflux so that was very challenging so he was noisy very noisy grunty you know and I was up feeding him and trying to deal with the reflux every hour Jeff, or so. Can I ask mm. what, what, what is a baby with reflux? Like, what you- so um, babies with um, years ago we used to call babies um, that they were colicky babies mm. and um, so everyone blamed the lower gut and they still have some lower gut issues mm-hmm. um, you know the gut's immature and you know we have the babies do still have that, but we now know it, it, it's actually the upper gut. So they have the sphincter on top of the the stomach actually doesn't close. It's quite underdeveloped when it when their baby is born. So some babies can vomit a little bit, and with the vomiting, some gastric acid comes up, and they get basically they get heartburn. So they're very uncomfortable, and they can't say I've got heartburn. They go, they like, and they are uh, so uh, noisy. You have no idea but how noisy in pain and Arnold was having it was manifesting as like little panic attacks because he'd throw up and it'd come out of his nose <gasps> and he'd freak out and then he's got heartburn like heartburn for adults is killer it's a shocker and so he was in pain and Kath coached us through that too helped us with a pediatrician we got him on some medicine that yeah. helped him and the thing if anyone has a baby I, I usually circle about two weeks two mm. to three weeks and if I haven't heard from new parents I know things are going okay if I hear from about the two to three weeks and mm. they say, look, the baby for some reason is very noisy and I think there's something wrong with it. It's got wind. Everyone blames wind. Believe me. I talk about wind all day, mm-hmm. every day, but it's not wind. Wind is a normal body function. Like hiccups, it's a normal body mm. function. Like breathing is a normal body function. You don't worry about things that are normal. You worry about things that are not normal. So a baby crying and squirming and making all these noises, they're not acutely ill, they're uncomfortable. And when they're uncomfortable, they go. Th- the only way they can explain it to you is by making a noise and they make a noise. So babies are very quiet during the day, beautiful. And then all of a sudden, it's like when you turn the light on, off, you turn the noise on, don't you, Tiff? Mm-hmm. Amazing. It, it builds up in their system. It, well, it, the, well especially when the they're laying acid, down. Yeah. When they're laying down, the acid comes up. It's like us, if we lay flat down after a big meal. Pregnant, or I was struggling Pregnant, with that. Pregnant, exactly. So, um, so you've got, you got this sick baby. Well, they're not sick. Okay. They're uncomfortable. They're just noisy and um, some may be vomiting, so there's... Um, Silent reflux when they don't vomit, so they can they can bring the milk up and, and just go and swallow it and swallow it. They may have the hiccups. They may, sorry, they may have they may sneeze, they may be coughing, they may show signs that oh they think they've got a cold. They might be really snuffly in the nose. It's because the milk's coming up. One thing with that with reflux, if if any mum out there has a baby that's quite unsettled, if you look at your baby, so I always. You know, look at the baby. The baby will tell you everything. So the baby, 
gets the acid coming up and acid takes tastes foul. Mm. So what they do is they go like that and you can tell on their face Mm. they're not happy. So when you start to talk to mums and dads and you hear the same story, I know that's what is the problem and you can't prevent it. If you've had reflux, it doesn't mean the baby's had reflux. It doesn't matter if they've got hair or no hair. It doesn't, it's just who that little baby is. They need to grow out of it. It's a it's time mm-hmm. and and growth. That's the only yeah. thing. So you had you had Kath. I Kath. But were you in my were, corner. were you were you anxious? Were you um I was just sleep deprived. It was a point of like zero sleep, like all night. And then um we started we raised his cot up so he wasn't ever flat on his back, so that helps with the heartburn. Um and that gradually helped and we did end up putting him on a tiny bit of um, medication as well as some Mylanta. Yep. Um, and that has worked wonders. And at eight weeks, as long as we keep that up, yep. he's upright and he's uh, baby. Did you fantastic do you see, um, baby Bjorn? He's grown into yep. that now. Um, just all of your tips, fantastic. And we can we're down to um, one night feed and the dream feed, fantastic. Um, but that first six weeks, we had you know the reflux. Um, I myself was recovering. The mum's recovery. There's not enough talk about that because you go, it's all about the baby, and everyone comes to visit baby. But I had stitches. I had had a hu- horrible pregnancy. Didn't have a second to take a breath after nine months of torture. N- literally not a not second. a second. How bad Tiff, was that's it? So true. So sick. Like I was sick. All day, all night, psychological, yeah. She's Princess Kate. Like psychological torture. You wake up sick, you go to bed sick for nine Mm. months. And I got used to it, but I'm talking the nausea, like um, just being in that Gravitron ride or car sick, severe car sick all day. And don't you, you really have to dig deep to get through constant nausea, don't you? Like you really have to dig deep to say, Mm -hmm. I can keep going because it's actually easier to just go into bed and pull the doona over your cover, it's, over it's your so, And I got to a point towards the end of my pregnancy, I wasn't driving, I wouldn't get in a car, it made it worse. Mm. It's just I, I couldn't work. It was just debilitating. Yep. All worth it, but debilitating. And, you know, I'm trying to recover in that six weeks as well. So I'm managing bleeding, stitches, pain, um, pain um, breastfeeding, breast sleep torn, deprivation, yep. which goes into your bones. It's an aching tiredness. Mm. It affects your mood. So mm. then your relationship's a little bit like, oh, this is this feels different. With my husband, it was a bit like, oh, this is a bit different um, because really you're just logistics. You're mm. like, I'm going to feed the baby because I went back to work after 10 days. So I'm like, feed the baby, then I'm going to do this. And you go, then you come back. And we're just mm. talking to mm. each other in strategy all day. Um, no time to sort of, you know, and and then, yeah, you, you're just trying to recover yourself and it's it's so hectic. And then you've got pressures of beautiful gifts coming in. Oh, God, right, thank you cards. Visitors, um, you know, and it, it all it, it all comes in and I found the breastfeeding very hard. Um, I was lucky I had so much milk, but yeah. an oversupply, which is... It's, it's a, a blessing, blessing. <laughs> but it's also hard to it manage really is hard. Yep. because engorge breasts, yep. painful breasts, yep. um, and Arnold not wanting to feed because my boobs were so big they'd freak him out. So he'd come up to the nipple and he'd be like, <laughs> like I want to feed, but he couldn't even latch because my boobs were so big they were like balloons. And they tend to flatten the nipple yeah. a little bit. And also what so, happens with, sorry? What do you do? Well, there, there's you got to get them down. you got to get the boobs down. And you, you've got to use the baby to do it. And, yeah. you know, it's... the. the this gen- no, that'll that'll no, no it makes no, it no, worse. No. <laughs> and look, I'm yeah, everyone who knows me will know I'm anti pump, mm. and it's not. 
I know there's a time and a place for um, pumping, mm-hmm. and there really is. Like if you have a sick or a premature baby, or there, there are just some times when you know women have to work, and there are times for a pump. But pumps aren't necessary to go on day one. They're just not necessary. Women don't need it. If you have a, a healthy baby who's really strong, let the baby do the work. You, you know. We, there's too many gadgets that we're buying. And if, for if you've got an oversupply, the more you pump, the more milk you'll. Well, the thing have. is, it just gets out of control. And you need when you have like really bad engorgement, you need the baby to to suck. And because they have a lot of milk, like Tiffany had a lot of milk, and when when the baby feeds, like they, he may even feed for like three or five minutes at the max because they're getting a, a, a good drink. Some babies can drink an hour and a half mm. and still not be filled up. So, you know, it's, Arnie was, you know, drinking and then he would go to sleep. So that's when I unwrap the babies and then do some tummy time back and on. back time and like get them really, get them moving and using up a bit of energy and then rewrap and put them on the other side. Again, there's no hurry. You don't have to get it all done in 15 minutes. No. It's just getting it it's done. Time. Consuming. And then it, it takes in the first first uh, 10 days, it takes about two or three days for the breast to initially settle down. So you need a really good bra on or a, or a singlet or one mm-hmm. of those great tops that you can buy mm-hmm. these days. Um, Panadol and some Nurofen or something mm-hmm. like that is really helpful. I, I still use cabbage leaves, um, the yep. cold um, cabbage leaves. I, I wash the Does leaves. It yep. It Oh, it's just it's just the best feeling. Anything cold. So you put them, you wash them, and uh, put the leaves in the freezer, and then just put the freezer around your breast, not over your nipple. Because freezer it, or the leaf, you put the leaf around. <laughs> Take two. You put the leaves around your yeah. freezer. You put the free, no, You put the leaves around your breast, yeah. and um, you'll never eat cabbage again. Um, but it you don't when want they to because it makes a baby gassy. It does. Yeah. Uh, then when um, when they get really um, soft and hot, you take them up and you off and you put another mm. cold one on and they're very soothing. I don't know what it actually does, but it works. Yeah, that's soothing. And on top of that, like I'd have cabbage leaves as well as I get one of Arnold's nappies, fill it up with water, put it in the freezer and they go like snap cold and that would fit on top as well. So double cold, like I just would have... So romantic, much, isn't so it? So much... Oh, and <laughs> sexiness just goes out the window. You're walking around with cold nappies, leaves. Yeah. It's just, you know, but there's something so cool about it. Yeah. Like eccentric. Uh, yeah, kind of and you're just out. like, you're just like, I'm so strong and my body's so tough and... Oh, and, you, and you're actually so, making milk. Yeah, don't you think it's just, just... And feeding your baby milk. You I think, don't know. I'm I feeding this baby. It's, it's I just found fantastic. it like, I, I will go on about it all day. It's like, yeah, I know you're feeding him. Like, you're feeding him 12 times a day, but it's like, I know you're feeding the baby. I'm like, he's feeding, he's feeding. <laughs> I was so excited. But all that happens and then, you know, but people don't talk about just the the hormones and then three or four days in, I, I was so like euphoric, wasn't sleeping because I was excited, um, couldn't get enough of Arnold. I was on a high, like doing housework and like, it's so crazy. I got home from the hospital, unpacked, did housework. I was working. I was doing everything. I was thinking, why am I full of all this energy? Mm. Day four of being home, could not stop crying. So low energy. I thought, oh, oh. The tears. Yeah. And tiredness set in from 
you know, I guess I was on a high from labour and delivery and hospital was exciting because, you know, everything's happening and you're the centre of attention. and Dinner's coming soon. Yeah. 4.30. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Someone's in the room. Yeah, midwives the are in, yeah, yeah. in, out, in, out. And Kath came to visit and then there's, you know, you, you're introducing Arnold to family and it's all happening at the hospital. You're getting flowers and you're like, yay, yay. And then, you, you know, that once you're home... The, the tears set in and you're like, um, and then all of a sudden I was like, okay, so I run my own business, can't stop that because that's my business. Mm. And Ed's out going back to work because he had two two weeks paternity leave, but he was going back to work with 4.30am starts. And that's when reflux starts. Reflux started. You know, and that's when you've got a baby. And I was on my own exactly. and Ed was at work yeah. and I, would, I, I was experiencing those long times where Ed would be at work from 4.30 in the morning, you're already up, until, say, 2 in the afternoon, and that feels like forever with yep. a newborn on your own, and you're in the house, you can't go anywhere, because I, I didn't leave the house until day 10 after coming home from the hospital, 10 days at home before I had, I could even get the pram and go for a walk. No. I didn't even set the pram up and go around the, no. because I was scared of temperature, it seemed too hot, he seemed too little to sit in the pram, mm. I thought, mm, He's going to roll around. I didn't even know how to get the pram up three steps. Mm. I've got three steps to the um, yeah to the I know, path. All those little things. That I was you like, how am I going to get the pram it, up there by no. myself? So I just stayed at home for ten days, and you know that was hard. That was I didn't have postnatal depression or anything mm. like that, but definitely had a flat patch yeah. where I was like, this is I reality. Think we all do, and I think um, women at some time have the you know the uncontrollable crying and you're crying, you can cry to tea leaf, like you, you just, oh, anything. Anything. Anything cry, anything make you cry and, and it's an all day crying. Mm. Now, um, and something sets you off. Is, is it your hormones changing or is it just your Look, I think exhaustion, it's, I, I think it's a combination, it's certainly hormonal, but it's also a relief, it's a release. Yeah, the you baby's know, you're rele- healthy, the baby's alive the baby's and healthy, here. your baby's here, I've got through it, I've done it. My gosh, it's just I can remember watching the um, the the basketball, and I was so happy that this team won. I was like bawling my eyes out. Yeah, it's, like, it's really irrational, but that's what it's you so, do. I was I'm so a, happy for them. I put a load of washing on, and I forgot because I was so tired. I forgot to put the yeah. soap in, so the load of washing's on without the soap, and I was just standing there crying. Oh, going, oh, I'm going to have to do this load again, another load. I know, you it's know, big you issues, just you isn't just it? can't explain it, and but that's why it's it's. We don't need other pressures on mums in those early days. No pressures. You know, visitors really, you know, bring, should really bring think. Bring food and leave. Bring food and go. Like, yeah. your baby's beautiful. Don't stay well. forever. Don't Do stay a five-minute pop-in. No. And also here, here's a real tip for visitors. If you set a time and the mum says, look, as a visitor, say, what time would suit you? Okay, around one. Okay, one would suit me. You think I might have had a shower by yeah. then and the baby might be sleeping. It would be a good time. Don't then text and say I'm running a bit late. Mm. How late? What's a bit? Is that mm. 10 minutes, half an hour? How long have I got? Can I jam in a, a feed so you don't see my boobs? Mm. Can I burp him? How am I going to go? And say a time, I'm running 10 minutes late or mm. five minutes late. Or I can't make or it. Or I can't make yeah. it. Or don't say to the mum, I'll be there around midday. Mm. What's around? Is that 12.10, 12.4, 12 12.30, quarter to one? Mm. Tell us because every minute of the day matters mm. in terms of your feed times, the mm. sleep times, you know. And if, 
you know, we're not, we're, new parents are not running on the normal schedule. No. So you may have been up from three o'clock. Yeah, you it's may a have long had day. A sleep at nine till 10 mm. and, and then a shower at 11 or 12. And, that's and normal. If you can shovel some food in, that's yeah. great. And then like six o'clock and, and nine o'clock, it's not every, the baby's gone to bed. No. You know, it's, it still goes. And mm. look, the best you're going to get in the, in the first few weeks is maybe three to four hours sleep overnight, yeah. you know, and, and some naps during the day. But it's not a lot of, it's not a lot of sleep. And, and that, the naps don't really happen because what I found when I would set my nap time and Arnold was asleep, that's exactly when a visitor would turn up. So I would miss my nap because of the visitor or I'd no. miss my food because when Arnold's sleeping, that was a time I could cook or I could prepare food. So, and they'd come without food. So then I wouldn't have slept. I wouldn't have eaten mm. and it would be three o'clock. You look up and you, it's already three o'clock and no food, no sleep. And you're thinking, and then oh you, my and gosh, I'm buy- entertained. Bite your partner's head off. Yeah, and then Ed walks in the door <laughs> and you're like, ah. So it's it's really hard and set those boundaries. Use yeah, your voice. That's say, right. These are the visiting hours. These are the visiting days. Yeah, and Sitting also put really a sign guilty. Put a sign on the door. You know, A, don't ring the doorbell if you don't want to hear a doorbell. Disconnect the doorbell. Disconnect, I did that. Yep. yep. Um, don't have one. Uh, and just, don't, you know, don't come. You know, mother sleeping. Just don't go in. Yeah. Don't keep running around and going to the back of the house and trying to get in. You know, it's a real... Um, and these days with mobile phones, we can SMS each other and say, I'm actually not in or I don't want to do... And you're not going to hurt anyone's feelings mm-hmm. if you say, I you know, do you mind if you can come next week? I can't manage today. Mm. Also... Um, and that's not being a failure, is it, Kat? Just put your hand up and say... Not at all. No. It's being really brave. Next baby, I'm like, yeah, yeah definitely going to be strict. And um, also it's really um, important to say, you know, if you're coming, look, I, you can only, I can only really cope with about 15 minutes. As Tiff says, use your words and, and say people want direction mm. because they think they're actually doing the right thing by they sitting talking to you. And yep. they think, oh, I've, I've kept Tiff cup, company all day. Well, Tiff didn't want to talk to you all day. I didn't you want know? company. No. I don't want to see you a don't, person. You actually don't want. And the <laughs> thing is you're telling your birth story over and over again and yeah. you're sort of nearly over it. No, you, know, you don't want to. You just sort of want to write an email and yeah, copy that, everyone in and right. go, that's what happened, guys. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Done. But it's, um, it, it's, it's mm. a very normal process what you seem to have gone through. And, and mm. I think when you put um, reflux in into it, Tiff, it really, it really tips the balance, yeah. doesn't it? And I think personally and, and um, emotionally, you just, you feel like you're not on top of it. And you, no. and you, you haven't got the, the, the dream baby. You haven't got the, um, the baby that you're thinking no, of. That's a reality. And it's the another thing. Reality the fantasy reality there, there are, like, I, it blows my mind still that there are mums out there who feed a baby and lie it down and the baby goes to sleep Still on its Still blows back. me away. Like <laughs> feed and put it down. And, and it um, Yeah, because I was back at work. So, um, you know, pe- my people I work with and my staff and that, they were like, well, can't you do this commitment? I'd be like, no, because it's near Arnold's feet. Well, just feed him and put him down. I'd be like, no, but there's feeding, burping. It takes me a while to settle him. I can't just put him down. And then I'm like, what's wrong with your I baby? Know. Like, I, can't I you just make it and do it? Like, but you know, for me, it was this process of this little baby writhing in pain, so little you can't believe it. And Kat said, there's this little like um, little bed that we have. It's, it's a cocoon of baby yeah. nest and you can put the baby in it. And we put it 
sort of upright with a pillow behind it between Ed and I in the bed because, you they know... They are fantastic. They're, yeah. they're like, as you say, a little mattress with um, a Velcro strap so the baby's really safe. Babies need to be close, especially mm. if they've got reflux. For some reason, they just need to be close and next to you and... With people who, mums and dads who have got babies with reflux, I always say get one of these cocooner babies, put the baby in the middle of you mm-hmm. and put your hand on the baby. So you've got, you can sleep in your bed. Yep. You're not sitting on a couch or a chair um, yep. you, you, because the baby needs and to be on upright. an angle. Yep. Yep. And it's sort of got a little slant in the, mm-hmm. in the, the bottom area and they are perfect. Um, they love it. They love it. They and, love it. And, and it's not co-sleeping in no. the bed. It's not SIDS. It's SIDS safe and, yep. you know, because... They are strapped in and they're not going to roll into Ed and I or pillows and suffocate. Or it's not going to roll on him. No. Or Tiff's not gonna, you, and, and when you're, and you're actually mindful that you have a baby in bed with you. Of course. Um, and, you know, putting, when you just being on your side and putting your hand on the baby, when the baby moves, you just lighten up in sleep and you just t- tap him a little bit. And it, they're really great. And they, they sleep and they're noisy and you're never not aware of them. Arnold hums in his sleep. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I knew, you know, and he's in his bed now. He's in his big cot, which yeah. is elevated yeah. with a couple of books at the bottom. So we've progressed past that. But, but it's those early days. Oh, it's the really early surviving days. early days. Yeah. But. It's you just dig deep, don't you? Tim? You dig deep, and I remember it was about one. It was about that two week mark. Mm. Reflux set in. Ed was back at work. Yep. I was fully I back the at work. Yeah, and it set in like at three o'clock in the morning. I was in my chair where I feed Arnold. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, there's no days off. Like, you know, when you have huge work periods, like I've gone hard and I I was running businesses, writing books. I've had busy times in my life. But then I have recovery time or a holiday. I thought, I'm not going a day off. No matter how big a night I have, I've got to get up and go to work tomorrow. I've got to look after my husband. I've got to, there's no recovery time. There's no days off. And I was thinking, "Ah, how am I going to get some time to sleep (laughs) or even going on a holiday changes because... Is a holiday? Holidays aren't fun. Is it a, is it a holiday <laughs> when you're lugging all this stuff no. and you're still feeding through the night? I'm like, hmm. So and it's reflux just... doesn't change when you go to Noosa. No, you know, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't go away. I wish. Unfortunately, <laughs> wish we could have a little Noosa drop, um, oh. but it doesn't go away. And and people huge realization. People are always trying to get you away on holidays to have a break, but you're actually better at home, aren't you? Yep. And you know, even to go into a hotel in the in the the city or something like that, it's really it's really no. hard work traveling. No, you don't want to travel. But it's, you know, like it, it's, we have, both of us mm-hmm. have support and, mm-hmm. you know, um, I see a lot of women who are very lonely in the time with their, their early pregnancy and their pregnancy and also their early parenting because, you know, if it all goes back to how we were parented and mm-hmm. we're all lucky here today. We, we've mm-hmm. had wonderful mothers and, yeah. and we're blessed to have that. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's had the gift of, of our parents and our yeah. mothers and fathers to have given us such wonderful noise in our head, you know. Yes. And when the noise hasn't been good mm-hmm. and when the noise has been a difficult childhood or difficult teenage or something like that, a lot of these issues tend to come up when your parenting. So it tends to, um, and especially if you have a, a, a really difficult time like reflux or the baby's not sleeping for some reason or partners aren't managing or you're not managing or there's problems with the with the feeding, there's not enough milk. You've got this noise of people saying you've got to breastfeed and if you don't breastfeed, you're a bad mother. Formula's oh, terrible. forget it. It's yeah. forget it. You've got to get through the day yep. and you've got to have, at the end of the day, you've got to feel like I've got through it, my baby's mm. well, I'm well, I'm doing a good 
good job. Your baby's beautiful. You're doing a good job. And you have to hear Survive. that noise. Yep. You had this amazing calf beside you. Yes, I was the, so lucky. The politics of being a new parent. You know, we do this and our baby does that. Oh, and no, everyone's so, got to... Look, mm-hmm. Kath said to me early on, because Google exists now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Kath said early on, have one voice in your head. Just follow that one voice. For me, it was Kath. And it just simplified everything. Everything comes at you. There's so much. And I work in the media. So, you know, Arnold, Ed and myself are in the media. Mm. So I get comments and I get advice from strangers on Instagram and Mm. Facebook and in my Facebook community, like on the street. So much information. Yeah, Mm. of what I'm doing right or wrong. But I just have that one voice. Some things I'm really passionate about. I swaddle my baby. Mm. Really passionate about that. It makes such a difference Mm. to feeding, everything. Everything. Arnold loves it. Um, They just Loves it. You know, the few basics... Breastfeeding was overcomplicated in hospital. I found that very hard. You have a different midwife, three shifts a day, three different midwives a day, Mm. all different techniques, and my head was just full. And then when Kath said, if the baby's on, it's feeding, that's fine. Mm. Forget it. So that just simplified things for me, and I just had that one voice and made made sure my my baby was swaddled, fed, bit of playtime, slept. That's pretty much it. It is it. All the contraptions, you know, and we were very lucky. We were sent every contraption from um, media companies and things like that. They're all to one side for the moment. Mm. Arnold's only he eight weeks. No. He likes a mirror at the moment. He'll look at himself mm-hmm. and he'll smile. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, darling. his cocoon, a baby, he'll yep. sleep in and... That's it, really. And, and, and the carrier, if you've got a baby a little with carrier, them, the carriers are really great. And um, they, because they keep the baby close and upright mm-hmm. and it gives you hands. Yep. You know, you can actually do things. You can We've go out, that. you can walk, you can mm-hmm. do things. And it just, and also the, your partners and, there's nothing better than a partner walking around with oh, the baby. Ed's oh, great gosh. with that. Yeah, put him on and yeah, go, do, go, go he, for a walk. Ed stands at our standing desk and does work with Arnold on his chest. Um, I mean, it's just keep it simple, guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't go to baby bunting and buy everything and get confused. All your friends are going to have a way of doing it with mm. their babies or, you know, your mum is going to have a way that she did yes. it and just forget all that and just have one voice yeah. and just know your baby and yeah. just get and just through the day, just is that it? do exactly, you know? and just um, enjoy because we're so, you know, the, the generation now is so worried about being perfect and getting it done by you know two weeks. Oh. It's not going to happen. And looking perfect and thinking, yeah. you know, I've got to have the perfect bump, you know, on Instagram, and then have the perfect baby in pregnancy. I've been very honest in putting out their yeah. images of my postpartum body and of Arnold and I just in our dressing gowns and being in a mess. And I mean, it, it, you know, that's real. It's it's not perfect. And you're not going to have hair and makeup done by 9am and look a no. million bucks. You're going to be in a mess till 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock is my magic number. Mm. I cannot get anything done before 11. Mm. I don't know why. It's feeding, it's naps, it's messy, it's just... Showers. Showers. Yeah. It's Arnold and I are in a mess until 11am and then we get sort My Um, mum used to say to me, and I say to most of my mums, have a shower first thing every morning. Get up, have a shower, put your lippy on. 
I still do it. Oh, Kath, oh. we must have come from the I same so. kiln. You oh. get up, you put your lips on and you're feeling good, girls. And I used to walk around the streets and I'd, of Sandringham and, you know, go take Lockie for a walk and everyone go, you look fabulous. I think, I feel shocking. I, feel yes. sh- I haven't slept. <laughs> but I had the lippies on, mm-hmm. lippy on, I had my hair done mm-hmm. and dressed up and, you know, it's just, that's about caring that's for yourself. It's self-care. That's self-care. It's and those minutes that yeah. you can find. And, and it's it's not, it doesn't reflect that you've got everything, all your, all your, Household organised, or the baby oh, sleeping all night. <laughs> just do something for yourself. Yeah, you know, just. Put do your that, lips on. Put your lips shave on. one leg. Sometimes, <laughs> shave half a leg. Yeah, because it. sometimes it doesn't always shave happen. Shave no legs. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just getting those little minutes. I say find me minutes because me time is too luxurious. Just minutes in the day mm. to help yourself. And don't worry about getting your post-baby body back. Like, it happens. It happens and it takes time. I'm still time. waiting 24 years later. <laughs> <laughs> no, just take your time. But it's so important, Kath. It doesn't matter. No. And it's it's also, it's about, it's really about feeling Good emotionally, isn't yes, it? It's emotional it really fitness. is emotional wellness. Yeah, and put it into tell that. me how I remember talking to you one night, um, mm. and um, Arnie was having a really bad night, and yeah. it was so cute. Was he screaming in yeah. the background? And I said, oh, um, Sorry, okay. And I think I spoke to Ed, I can't remember, yeah. but I said, Okay, because what I do a lot um, is actually. De- to defuse mm-hmm. a baby who's in this process of crying and crying and crying is to put them in the bath. Yeah, it doesn't matter that. if they have three or four baths a day. Yeah. If you've got a baby oh, with three He flux. loves it. Ed was like the roadrunner. He was... He had that bath out. Oh, he I, loves it, was, it. it. Just had gone. Did we he, send you a photo of him in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. He's and he so just beautiful. Relaxed. Yeah, and it's just that short circuiting them. It is. And, yeah, you know. So that's a little trick. Everything oh. when you've got a crying baby because it's it's monotonous and it gets to your core, doesn't it? Oh. And when you're the mum who has to feed, stop it. Everyone's looking at you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just a deep, warm bath. Mm-hmm. Nice and deep and really warm, and just they put float. the baby, let the baby float. They don't need seats in the bath. No. You just let just a nice bath. Your and hand just let under it, them. Yeah, put exactly. a put a face washer over their chest. They yeah, feel cu- the, whatever. You know. that, as long as the water's even up yeah. around their chest, and um, it really stops them crying. When you hop them, when you get them out of the bath, instead of putting them on their back, mm-hmm. turn them over and put them on their tummy mm-hmm. and dry them from behind because that actually prevents them screaming when they mm-hmm. get out of the bath because they've got that reaction awesome after they tip. get out of yep. out of the bath. So you put them on their tummy, dry, pat dry them, yep. and then they settle down. They certainly will have some um, period of crying, mm. but it's only for the front time and they've would have calmed down and they're nice and warm and it, they just, love, they just it. love it. Also, I do put the, the towel over the top half of the baby, dry the bottom half and then just slowly dry the baby. It's, there's no hurry. There's no hurry. There's no hurry. Slow it. down. Just get it, get it done. And babies crying, you need to love the cry. And everyone looks at me like you are crazy, but I love babies crying. You've got to you've got to sit in it, and you've got to hear it and say, "You're okay, darling. Mm. It's okay. Mummy's here. Keep talking. Yeah, do keep the talking do the them. do the talk with the baby, because that becomes the way you talk to your baby and becomes the voice in his head." Yeah. Tiff, can I ask a question? Mm, yeah, of course. Let's be honest. Mm. When you get to that constant crying, mm. which Kath so. Mm. Warmly says we, mm. you know, you get to love, but that breaking point when you mm. think I just want you to stop. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have you reached that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a deep breath and communication. If you're lucky and you've got your partner there, because it can happen when you're home alone. Either I will call someone, like I called Kath that night, 
or I will say to Ed, you need to give me five minutes. And it can just be I'll walk outside and I go into my pantry and I just close the door with the pantry and yep. just take a breath like that. Um, and Like Charlotte in yeah, Sex and the crazy. City. Remember that yeah, scene? that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the pantry. Yeah. And I'll like have a snack in the pantry and Food's good. deep yep. breath. <laughs> and then I will just walk back in and go, okay. And then I hold Arnold and like Kat said, I say, where are you at, buddy? Yeah. What do you want? What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. What do you want, buddy? This is so refreshing, just right? Just talk this to him. Just have is. a little chat. Yep. You know, and Arnold will be screaming and and then he'll just start and he'll get over it. Yeah. Um, and, and you're then able we'll, to cope. we'll bath or something like that. Or sometimes I'll call my mum. She's good support too. Sometimes she'll come over and she'll just sit in the cry with me. <laughs> yeah. We'll just sit in there. Gorgeous. And we're like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. what do we do? And we try everything, um, you know, and it's hard because he, he wants me. He does want me at the end of the day, mm. but I, I need a break sometimes. And, you know, you just got to reach out. I think using your voice is, and re- is saying, I need some help. Mm. You're not a failing mother. No. You're not a bad mum. Just get over it. It's not. Just no one's a bad mum. reach out. Like if you've got a little, um, if you've got your mother's day, your mum's mother, your group or whatever yep. it is, find that support. A friend, anyone. Anyone. Um, Someone who can say, you can ring up and say, I'm actually not doing it. Like, I'm yeah. really, um, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And I can remember ringing a friend and saying, I don't know what to do. And she said, do what you told me. So I can't remember. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah. I was. I was so tired. I said, I cannot, I, my yeah. head is just all over the place. I just don't know what to do. So confused. And I was lucky too. I had a great mum and dad and my mum used to take Lockie and, you know. Give mm, you a rest. Give you a rest. And you just have a shower and you'd stand under that shower. Oh, oh the my shower God. is a magical <laughs> or place. Or a bath. Oh, my God. No, just, I haven't got to a bath yet. Yeah. Eight weeks in. Yeah. <gasps> but the shower is fantastic. And, you know, you, you do have to just have that moment for deep breathing and that getting up and feeling human, like I've got a little bit of makeup on today, I've got f- fresh hair, you know, I, I just, you feel so much better because psychologically. after 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock, mm. it's easy to not have a shower. Yeah. And I've done many home gross. visits. Yeah. And mm. you think... You know, some of the Ugh. girls have never had a shower. And look, many times I've held the baby and go, go and have a shower. Yep. Just let me hold your baby. It doesn't matter. Like, stand in the shower, your baby's safe, but you need someone who can come around. There's always someone who will hold a baby. And yep. even if they hold the baby a while neighbor. you're in the shower, you know, like yep. if you're really worried about the baby, just have them mm-hmm. outside the door. Yep. Um, you don't need to put a baby in a bouncer. No. You can always put the baby on um, on the floor, on a mat, in the shower. I put the cocooner baby the cocooner on baby, my yep. change table in the, in the shower. shower. So the change table's in the bathroom and put the cocooner yep. on there and strap him in yep. if really tight. If and you're by yourself, that's yep, a perfect That's thing. what I do because I'm home when it's at work. That's and, right. um, you know, there's good support. Um, numbers that you can call to get on the phone. You need to talk to someone. Yeah. Like for breastfeeding advice, mm-hmm. you know what? There's always your doctor's rooms you can go back to if there's a midwife working mm-hmm. there. You can always ring the hospital. Yeah. Um, you know, people are, are very kind and, you know, if you're in distress, you need to ring someone. There, Hunt out a, a good paediatrician or yes. go to... And there's some helplines, maternal and child health line. There's um, some your pe- breastfeeding your lines. Your maternal health nurse They're will fantastic. check in. They're yeah. fantastic. Then if you, if you feel in your gut there's something wrong, you need to take the baby to an emergency department. Mm-hmm. Don't go to a GP or just... You go to an, an emergency department that has 
care of the newborn baby, that they know how to look after a really mm-hmm. tiny baby. How do you tell? Is it like a, so like the children's the, hospital mm. or, you know, somewhere that has an emergency department and they have little babies because mm. you don't know if they're sick. And there is a fine line between, you know, whether they're sick or whether they're not sick. Um, and if you're worried, it's that that's the only reason to go and get help. You know, maternal anxiety is a real thing. And if you think there's something wrong with the baby, look, there could be. Mm. Going to see a doctor or a paediatrician is really to have often yourself reassured that that you are doing an okay job. You don't have to go there to problem solve what's wrong with the baby. And if we sit and think all day what's wrong with the baby, you go a bit crackers. Yeah. You really do. You know, you're always trying to work out what's wrong with them. Babies get sick very, very quickly. They also get better very quickly. But they, they show their signs. And when you see a normal baby constantly, a sick baby sticks out. Because you know what Arnie looks like now. Mm. You know what he is. You know how he responds. If he gets a cold or a cough, you'll know the signs. Yeah. And often babies react about two days before they declare what's wrong with themselves. So usually if they've got a cold or a cough or a gastro or something like that, about two days beforehand, they change their behaviour. And that's when you often give some Panadol or you you check out and see what's really wrong. Mm. You really look into it. Think about who you've seen, who's had coughs and colds and all that sort of stuff, which is another issue. Yeah, that's a whole other issue with the new baby, isn't it? And people coming around. Oh, Oh my my God. God. (laughs) Stay away if you... Oh, I'll pop in. I've got a bit of a sniffle. Oh, no. Don't Don't pop in. No. Do not pop in. I'll look at you out the window. Yeah. Don't pop in. <laughs> yeah, or if I'll... you have any saw any of your friends who were sick or that horrible flu was going around Shocking. when Arnie was born and most of my family were knocked out on antibiotics and everything. So none of my family saw Arnold pretty yeah. much um whilst he, we were in hospital. It was devastating. They were upset they missed out on heaps of visits, but they were sick. You That's don't it. want a sick baby. And Arnold's not going anywhere, guys. No. So And you're you're left with the sick and baby. And I can't get I can't get sick either. No, The mother has to be strong. I had enough going on. And breastfeeding... is is actually puts another level of tiredness on you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It's and depleting. It really is. And you'll find whenever you stop breastfeeding, there's mm-hmm. a little bit more energy mm-hmm. there that you didn't know. Yeah. Breastfeeding is, is hard work. You're actually making a lot of milk to a feed your baby. A lot of energy to do it. So if you see your baby growing and all the weight he's putting on, mm. it's all because of your wonderful body, mm. um, whether it's breastfed or formula fed. And we'll be certainly talking about that down the track. Mm. Um, and But it's really You're tired. hard work. You're yeah. tired. It's a level of tiredness and depletion and you're starving. Yeah. And people like, I because I'm a fitness professional, people always ask me, are you back into exercise and stuff? Yes, but I have a rule. If I'm up more than twice or three times in the night, I do not exercise the next day. Mm. I am so tired. It's mm. too much. If I have a good night, yes, maybe. But... In that first six weeks, I did nothing until mm. I saw my obstetrician mm. and he, he did an internal check of my pelvic floor and made sure everything was fine. And he said, you can do what you did before, okay? And how have you find, found getting into exercise again? Great. I'm yeah. really enjoying it. But, you know, I have a different fitness base to most people. Like I was yeah. a professional athlete. Fine. Like I can, you yeah. know, I can get back into it in a different way than yeah. other people. But until you get that six weeks check, guys, do not do anything. No. Just go for a Your walk. Your body's recovering. Yeah. Physically and emotionally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put the baby in the pram. When you're ready, go for a walk and the baby will have sunshine on its face and, and be take looking the, around. the muslin wraps off the prams, please, yes. everyone. Yes. They yes. put the muslin wraps over the babies and over the prams. Now, 
I know some a lot of mums don't even know why they're doing it. They just do it because other people do it. Seriously, the babies need to see your face. They need your smiling. They need you talking. They need ventilation. They need ventilation. I've, I actually stopped On someone the other day who had, it was quite a warm day, and they had a blanket over the baby's pram. And I went and I said, no. I need to actually say something because I'm sorry to interfere, but you know, I'm just concerned that there's no air getting into the baby. They don't need, and if you're going walking to get the baby to go to sleep, take the muslin off. They'll go to sleep. But they'll go to sleep looking at you. Looking at you. And it's, it's so a beautiful. real It's an epidemic. It yeah. really drives me crackers. Nothing on the pram. And no. just let the wind be in their the face and the birds and all of that. It's so beautiful. And a bit and of wind never hurt anyone. It's so good for the mum as well. Uh, <laughs> it's so good for the mums. It's so the good. Soaking is yeah. great. You need to get out of the house because for some some days in that first six weeks for me, it was the only time I left the house with Arnold and we'll go for a little walk. It's good for your muscles and your body. Just a bit of circulation. Helps with the tiredness. You'll get a bit more energy, mm. a bit more oxygen through your body, so more energy. And the baby loves it and usually they'll sleep in the pram by the time mm. you get home and it's just a minute. Listen to a good podcast whilst you're yeah, yeah, going yeah, for a walk. Right. Um, and tell that, your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. <laughs> and that was my time. Mm. And sometimes Ed would come with me, sometimes not, sometimes a sister or a friend. But, you know, we go a little first day, 10 minutes. Oh, it's a bit scary. I might see someone across the road. They might have whooping cough. I run back inside, mm. right? Mm. And then all of a sudden, 15 minutes and it got to like half an hour and that was like my sweet spot. That was enough, you That's know. Good. And then I would come home and I tried to do that. I tried to, 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 to get out and do was a walk from, every day. Was that from, what, about two or three weeks did you start? I think I started about 12 days after I got home. So, yeah, good, decent yeah, two good. weeks. Yeah. And um, Arnold had the reflux, so we clicked his capsule into the pram, so yeah. he's sitting up. Yeah. Um, and that's fine for yeah, an hour or Just for or a so. little bit. It was always Absolutely under fine. an hour. Absolutely. Um, because he had to be upright. He couldn't be lying right. down in the yep. pram. And that was a whole new world of how do I even walk my baby in the pram? He's down on his back. I can remember flux. walking with the pram and holding Lachlan because he, mm. you know, we didn't know it was reflux back yeah, then. Yeah, that's it. And my friends would be walking with their babies sleeping and I'd have this <laughs> baby crying yeah. and, and it's, you just, it's, that's soul destroying too, isn't it? It is. And you think, oh, why isn't my baby like that? Can't I just be in a cafe I with know. a pram or relax? Baby sleeping. Yeah. It does happen. It These does. babies and are amazing. it's starting to happen now and, I you know, know, now I can go for a walk. I can grab a coffee on the way back. It's a bit of time and um, he's had his immunizations so we can take him to a cafe, have mm. a coffee and you just start to feel a little bit more human, a little bit more energy. But to all the mums out there, I say just get out of the house and go for that walk. If you're worrying about how am I going to lose my baby weight and all that, take the pressure off, take the clock off from Mm -hmm. above your head, the countdown clock. No one's waiting for you to bounce back. Forget it. But start eating really healthy, thinking about the nutrition Mm. for your baby. If you're breastfeeding, the nutrition's important. And even if you're not breastfeeding, nutrition's important for you, Mm. for your sleep hygiene, Sleeping when you can, you want good quality sleep. And for so, your mental health too. Yeah, for your mental food. health, you need good yeah, food. Yeah. Well, Tiff, thank you Thanks, so much. Thanks, Kath. I could been, talk to you oh, all man, day. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> well, we could. Um, and you're really doing a great job with Arnie. Thank and you. you and Ed are really great. And, um, you know, down the track when we're doing toddlers, we would love to hear yes, how when Arnie yeah. reaches that <laughs> point. I'm so nervous journey. about it. I think he's going to be quite oh, active. No. Yes, he active. already kicks his legs when I'm doing a workout at home or something like that. The he's boys have got it. so much energy, <laughs> but it's great. Yeah, you just nervous. embrace it. Well done. Gosh. Congratulations. 
congratulations, Tiff. Thank you. So proud of you. Thanks, You're doing Kath. a marvellous job. Thanks to you. Thank <laughs> you. I think I got that from that, Kath. I think I got that. There's no right way. There's just get through the day. It Survive. Is. Yeah, just yep. get through. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. Well, Bye. we'll join you, <laughs> join you for the next episode. Yes. <laughs> this has been Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Birth, Baby and Beyond is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Melbourne, Australia. Executive producer is Brooke Carrigan. Audio production by Darcy Thompson and music by Matt Nikolich. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. A Podcast One production.